And now it's time for On the Money with your host, Dan White. Dan has been in the financial services industry for over 25 years, and he's been a featured expert in Forbes, Yahoo, the Philadelphia Business Journal, Dow Jones Market Watch, and has appeared nationally on Fox Business News. Dan is a member of some of the most prestigious financial organizations, including the Society of Financial Service Professionals and the National Association of Insurance and Financial Advisors. In addition, he's a chartered life underwriter and a chartered financial consultant, credentials you can trust. Broadcasting from the heart of Wilmington, Delaware, here's your host of On The Money, Dan White. So I was on a call this week with a client, and this gentleman is at that stage in life where he needs income and not risk. And my comment was, well, the bond market is kind of broken. And and indeed, the traditional fixed income bond market is broken thanks to the actions of the Federal Reserve. But it got me to thinking, what else is broken? And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that the data that we use every day, the very systems that we are forced to work with are indeed in various stages of being broken. Our economic and financial systems are badly broken in multiple ways. And some of the cracks are enormous, maybe beyond anyone's ability to repair. Step one is admitting that they are broken. So this morning, I'm going to describe several major breaks, some that are obvious and some that are not, and then I will try to launch a conversation about fixing them. Welcome to the On The Money Show. My name is Dan White. I am the host of your show. This morning, we're going to talk about our broken systems, you know, the broken credit system, the broken retirement system, the broken stock market, broken data, broken unemployment, everything, everywhere you look, things are broken. Before we get into our program, though, uh, I want to wish everyone happy spring. Yesterday was the first day of spring, so hopefully we're done with the snow piles and we had a couple couple weeks there, a week there of some really nice weather, a little taste of spring fever, and hopefully the good weather is upon us shortly. Uh, we do have several upcoming events this week. Seating will be limited due to the coronavirus guidelines. Uh, on Tuesday, March the 23rd at 12 noon, we'll be at Dell Tech Community College in Newark, Delaware campus, and the topic will be RMD, Required Minimum Distribution, and IRA planning strategies. On Wednesday, March the 24th at 5.30 p.m., uh, we'll be in Glen Mills at La Fava Restaurant and Bar, and the topic is today's retirement concerns and solutions. And then on Thursday, March the 25th at noon again, we'll be at Dell Tech Community College down there in Dover, the Dover campus, and the topic again will be required minimum distribution and IRA planning strategies. So if you've got questions, if you're near that retirement age and you've got questions about required minimum distributions, IRA planning strategies, anything about retirement in general, you probably want to pick up the phone and get a reservation to one of our upcoming events. And now let's turn to look at some of the broken things in our financial system. You know, people correctly describe compound interest as uh, kind of a miracle. You know, it's often be called the eighth wonder of the world. But the miracle has another side to it, though. For you to receive the benefit 
Someone else must go into debt or take the risk. And debt isn't necessarily bad. It can be wonderfully productive if it lets you acquire something like education that increases your income or a durable asset like a home. It becomes potentially problematic when used for other purposes, as is often now the case. Excess debt accumulates in part because the price of debt interest rates is increasingly artificial. Politically appointed central bankers manipulate interest rates and credit terms in order to achieve desired policy outcomes like higher employment and economic growth. Elected officials create subsidy programs that encourage even more borrowing. And while they can point to a link between low rates and their targets, they ignore or forget about some of the unintentioned or unintended consequences. These well-intentioned efforts may help some people, but they do have side effects. Borrowing costs are widely mispriced, bearing little connection to the actual risk of a given loan. And that's unfair to both borrowers and lenders. They either pay or receive too much or too little. It's the inevitable result when committees, instead of the market, set important prices. So let me give you an example. You know, if you look at a chart that shows the spread between 10-year Treasury yields and 30-year mortgage rates, okay, obviously lenders would take much more risk on mortgages than they do when buying Treasury bonds. We would thus expect mortgage rates to be higher, and they are. But, but does that risk really swing so wildly? I mean, they were the, the, the difference between the 30-year fixed mortgage rate and the 10-year Treasury was 3% back in 2009. Today, it's 1.4. Should it double or fall by half in only 10 years' time? Well, of course not, but that's what happened, and there's no mystery why. Mortgage spreads collapsed in 2009 and 2020 because the Federal Reserve bought truckloads of mortgage-backed securities. Economic fundamentals didn't do this. A committee decided to encourage home purchases and did so by making it cheaper to finance those purchases. And the predictable result is a housing boom. I mean, have you ever seen real estate on fire like it is now? Or, in this case, the amplification of a boom that was already happening for demographic and other reasons. And this has benefits, don't get me wrong. The construction activity creates jobs. Lower mortgage payments leave people more cash to spend on other things. But it also obscures reality. Nobody really knows what their home is worth. The same for many other asset classes and for the loans underlying them. We don't really have a bond market anymore. It broke a long time ago, and now we have a bond regime that exists outside the discipline of market forces. And I firmly believe that at some point the Federal Reserve will begin to buy large quantities of longer-dated securities which will take interest rates down and drive a stake into the heart of those who want higher returns for the risk they are taking. 
the point is likely when a market drops, say, 20%. Until then, they just let things rock along. The Federal Reserve is going to give us return-free risk. So, I mean, it's crazy, but this is what you see today in the credit marketplace. I mean, you know, what 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 drove the market down a couple weeks ago? Well, the 10-year Treasury went from 0.95 at the beginning of the year, and it went all the way up to 1.55 about a week or two ago. So that's a that's a 50% increase in two months. Well, it's no wonder the market's got a little bit choppy. And then we have broken retirement, you know. Broken dreams. Millions of baby boomers are approaching what they thought would be a comfortable retirement age and instead finding they're nowhere near ready. And worse, many believe themselves ready when in fact they aren't. They only realize it when markets show them what reality looks like. And the many reasons for this mostly trace back to the broken bond market. Retirement investing used to be easy. Save money, park it in interest-bearing investments, and live off the income with Social Security and maybe a pension to help. Not complicated, and it worked well for decades. But about the time the oldest boomers began reaching their mid-60s, this thing called interest, it mostly disappeared. As committees and politicians decided to favor borrowers by keeping rates ultra-low, And just like that, retirement broke. The old method stopped working. This left retirees and pre-retirees little choice but to stretch for yield in riskier assets. And indeed, that was the plan. The Federal Reserve under Bernanke, Yellen, and now Jerry Powell explicitly wants investors to take more risk. It's the other side of their desire to encourage borrowing. This is also called financial repression. So now we have retirees with far too much in stocks, junk bonds, and other risk-heavy assets. And not just individuals, the same is true for large pension funds. Their trustees are fully trapped, contractually obligated to pay benefits and unable to do so without robbing future beneficiaries. And I know a lot of my clients are more retirement-ready than most, but I still hear the horror stories. You know, people who worked hard, did their homework, made good decisions, only to see it all collapse. And if you think you're prepared or already retired and think yourself secure, I suggest you re-examine your assumptions. Retirement is broken and your dreams could become nightmares. I mean, this is the world we live in today. I mean, everybody, you know, I call it recency bias. Everybody thinks that what has happened in the last year, five years, ten years, is just going to continue into the future. And economist after economist have said repeatedly, don't expect the next ten years, the returns on your investments, Don't expect the next 10 years to look like the last 10 years. It's not going to happen. Valuations do matter. Where you buy an asset does matter. Reversion to the mean. What goes up must come down. The steeper the climb, the harder the fall. I mean, these are all, I mean, it sounds like we're beating a, a drum here, but 
I mean, eventually this is going to happen. I see growth for a little while, but then we will have a fall. Let me give you our phone numbers. Toll free, 888-690-8820, 888-690-8820 in Pennsylvania. It's a local call, 610-358-8942, 610-358-8942. This morning, we're talking about broken systems in our economy. We'll have more for you after the break. If you're within 5 to 10 years of retirement, this message is for you. There's never been a bigger disconnect between Wall Street and Main Street. Unemployment over 15%. Unprecedented federal stimulus. Wall Street has never been more volatile. If there was a vehicle that credited you 7% up front, then grew your nest egg by 6 to 7% a year, guaranteed for the next 5 to 10 years before turning into an income stream that you cannot outlive, would you want to know about it? Call Dan White & Associates now for details. 888-690-8820. Surrender charge. And other restrictions may apply. Welcome back to the On the Money Show. My name is Dan White, and I am the host of your show. This morning, we've been talking about why everything is broken in our economy. You know, we've got broken credit. We talked about that. The, the, the bond market is broken. Broken retirement. You know, the 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 essentials that we lived on for years and years. Save up money, put it someplace safe, and just live off the interest. Can't do that anymore. There's a lot of systems that are broken out there, and we're going to continue with that and talk about the market, the data that we have to analyze, the unemployment system. seems like everywhere we look, systems are broken. But before I get into the rest of the program, I do want to ask people a question. You know, everybody that comes in to see us, the one concern on their mind is, again, because nobody has pensions anymore, they've got this... This collection of assets, they've got IRAs and they've got 401ks, they might have 403bs, they might have some savings they did on their own in non-qualified accounts. And the big question on everybody's mind is, when I quit work, when the paychecks stop, do I have enough money to last as long as me? You know, am I going to run out of money? People, it's kind of crazy, actually. People are more more afraid of running out of money than they are dying. People would rather be dead than broke. But fortunately, in our office, we can tell people, we can show people with very conservative assumptions whether or not they're going to run out of money. And I think this is an invaluable tool that many people would like to have somebody tell them, hey, you got enough money. You're going to be okay. And that's what a lot of our clients want to hear. Hey, you're on the right track. You're going to be okay. So this software program, what we need to prepare this for an individual, we need to know the retirement income sources, whether or not they do have a pension, uh, what their Social Security benefits are going to be, when they're going to claim them, what they want to live on a month, what their budget is, what other retirement assets they have. We put a conservative rate of return on their assets. We put an inflation factor on their expenses, and we run the software, and it'll tell you at what age, if you do, run out of money. And I think, again, this is invaluable. So if you would like to have this report run on your behalf, then pick up the phone and give us a call, 888-690-8820. Again, 888-690-8820. In Pennsylvania, it's a local call, 610-358-8942, 358-8942. We have three upcoming events this week. Tuesday, March the 23rd at noon, we'll be at the uh, Deltec Community College Newark campus. 
doing uh, required minimum distribution and IRA planning strategies. On Wednesday the 24th at 5.30 p.m. in the evening, we'll be out at La Fava Restaurant and Bar in Glen Mills. The topic will be today's retirement concerns and solutions. And then on Thursday the 25th at noon, we will be down in Dover at the Dell Tech Community College Dover campus doing required minimum distribution and IRA planning strategies. So if you are near retirement and you've got questions about your retirement, you know, when do you take things out of certain accounts, uh, pick up the phone and give us a call. You will not be disappointed if you come to one of our presentations. So before the break, we talked about the broken bond market. We talked about the broken retirement market. And guess what? Stock market's broken as well. What happens when you force investors into an asset class they don't especially want or understand? Well, price comes from supply and demand. This is Economics 101. Artificially generated demand leads to artificially higher prices, and that is what we see in the stock market today. A survey in the year 2000 shows that investors expected future returns from the stock market would be 15% a year. And I think current investors have similar expectations. They think stocks only go up because the Fed will intervene if they stop going up. Why not? That's what we've seen the the last 13, 15 years, right? And I review stock valuations a lot And everything I've said in the past still applies. Anyone who owns passive index funds will endure a major drawdown at some point. And I can't say exactly when, but it's going to hurt. And who holds those funds? Investors who don't really want to be in stocks in the first place and don't understand the risk or institutions that have little choice. Both categories are being forced by circumstances to make decisions they wouldn't make in an otherwise normal market. You know how many people I see in target date funds? Yeah, well, they're supposed to, you know, oh, as you get older, put more in bonds than less in stocks. What are bonds doing these days? If interest rates go up, bonds are going, bond funds are going to lose money. So not only are you going to lose money in stock funds, you're going to lose it in bond funds. And at the same time, managers of many listed companies aren't making the greatest decisions either. Many are responding to short-term incentives that encourage them to load up on debt, boost their share prices via buybacks, and profit by suppressing competition instead of innovating. This is a stock market in which, much like the bond market, prices bear little resemblance to fundamental reality. But more broadly... The equity markets are broken. I'm all for making them accessible to everyone. Unfortunately, the regulatory and educational structure hasn't kept up. So what we've really done is we've empowered people to do risky things without preparing them for the consequences. It's not going to end well. And then we got broken data. You know, we always talk about computer programs and we say, Gigo, garbage in, garbage out. All the processing power in the world doesn't help if it's only processing flawed data. And this explains some of our economic problems as well. 
Just one example is the monthly U.S. unemployment rate. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, it was 6.3% in January. And as of two weeks ago, it fell to 6.2% in February. 379,000 jobs were added with 355,000 of them being in leisure and hospitality as hotels and restaurants open back up. And we're going to see a lot of large numbers like this in the coming months, and that's a good thing. But I don't think anyone thinks the unemployment number reflects reality. Even Jerome Powell, the Federal Reserve Chairman, believes that is deeply understated. Here's what he said on February the 10th. After rising to 14.8% in April of last year, the published unemployment rate has fallen relatively swiftly, reaching 6.3% in January. But published unemployment rates during COVID have dramatically understated the deterioration in the labor market. The pandemic has led to the largest 12-month decline in labor force participation since 1948. Fear of the virus and the disappearance of employment opportunities in the sectors most affected, such as restaurants, hotels, and entertainment venues, have led many to withdraw from the workforce. At the same time, virtual schooling has forced many parents to leave the workforce to provide all-day care for their children. All told, nearly 5 million people say the pandemic prevented them from looking for work in January. Correcting this misclassification and counting those who have left the labor force since last year as unemployed would boost the employment rate to close to 10%. You only count as unemployed if you are actively looking for work, Powell says. I think millions want to work, but for various reasons haven't been looking, so they don't count, and the unemployment rate is artificially low. This leads to more perversity. Imagine, as we all hope, that vaccination progress brings the virus under control in the near future. The economy should begin recovering as consumers gain confidence. And among those gaining confidence will be some of the millions presently out of the labor force. Once they start actively looking, the unemployment rate may well rise even though the economy is improving. (laughs) So in other words, the unemployment rate is effectively useless, at least today, as an indicator of labor market conditions or economic growth. Yet we all keep breathlessly waiting for the unemployment report every month. This is broken. We need better data so that policymakers can make better decisions. And then you got the unemployment report, unemployment claims. They're just loaded with errors. Fraud is understood to be happening in ranges from lows of less than 4% of claims for some states up to an astounding 35% for the state of Michigan. Confirmed unemployment fraud in California now exceeds 11 billion claims. But there are more claims under review, so the actual figure could be considerably higher. There's numerous problems in the unemployment claims world. And again, we should be outraged for two reasons. First, any amount of fraud is unacceptable. And second, as states try to deal with the fraud, they are less able to help legitimately unemployed people 
get the help that you deserve. So, I mean, this is where we live today. There's so many broken systems out there, it's hard to find out, you know, what what you're reading. Is it right or is it wrong? And I don't think we're going to be able to really move forward until we get get these things fixed. Let me give you our phone numbers. Toll free, 888-690-8820. Again, 888-690-8820 in Pennsylvania. It's a local call, 610-358-8942. 610-358-8942. It's a very confusing world we live in today, and you've got to be very careful with your retirement money. If you've got questions, we've got the answers. Pick up the phone and give us a call. Have a great week. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of their respective parties and not those of this show's producers or this station. Join us again for more On the Money 